Hello. Hello. Cassidy, hi. How's it going? Thank you. I'm so glad to talk to you. um, And thanks for making time for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. um, So for my my listeners that don't know, Cassidy uh, Gunderson has written a book called Curing Crohn's, uh, How a Closet Food Addict Healed Her IBD. And she so graciously um, agreed to an interview. And I had the privilege of um, reading her book before it's out. It's out on March 31st, you said? 30th, yeah. 30th. Oh, so it's right around the corner. So how exciting for you. Oh, we're so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what a fascinating um, journey you've been on. um, And you did this kind of, was it on your own that you cured your IBD? I mean, it made it sound like you... went to a, a practitioner and that they sort of helped you along the way, but you sort of pieced it all together. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, upfront, I always have to like give this upfront. Technically the AMA patented the word cure. So I can't say cure. <laughs> I didn't cure, but if I did. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's a little like um, reversing diabetes and that's yes. sort of what I work a lot on, but, but yet you see, I mean, the, the symptoms go away, right? Yes. I mean, right, yeah. right. However, you, and that's what I tell people. However, you want to, if you want to say reverse, if you want to say heal, if you want to say cure, there, you know, the the point of the matter is, I had severe Crohn's disease, and now I'm the healthiest person I know, and don't have any signs of Crohn's disease. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so so um, yes, I just it, it so excites me because it, because I like you, um, it looks like we're very well aligned with our our thoughts about diet and health um, yeah. and how you know, eating the right foods makes a difference. But let's start a little bit at the beginning. You've had such an interesting journey. Um, (laughs) You were a beauty queen and, uh, you know, at a very young age. And and then it's like, I think I read you got a kidney stone at the age of 13. It's Mm -hmm. like unheard of. (laughs) Um, So let's start there. So and, and and you've gone on to get a PhD amongst many other initials after your name. Um, and, and for my listeners, I will put all the links um, on how to reach you at your, um, you know, your health, you know, practice, your, your, and everything in the show notes. So, um, but let's start at the beginning and just do a quick overview if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in eating the standard American diet, right? Right. Uh, if not worse, <laughs> I tell people, I don't think I've ever worked with somebody who ate worse than I did growing up. I lived on Mountain Dew. Like I lived on hostess snacks on all of those things. Like yeah, that was candy. Yep, I mean, yep. yeah. And you know, when I kept reading it, Cassidy, I was like, wow, I just keep thinking of her dental health. How are her teeth handling all that? You know, I know it really was. So I, I mean, I grew up just eating horrible, horrible. But so it you wasn't, never had a weight problem. No, I was so skinny. I was yeah. just, I was so tiny. I had a super fast metabolism. And that's why I felt like I could get away with eating whatever is because I, you know, I looked good. So nobody said anything. Nobody, right. you know, I didn't, didn't ever have the question. So I, um, I started having some health problems, but it wasn't until age 13 when I had my first kidney stone uh, that I was really like, okay, I think I'm actually sick. <laughs> Well, wasn't that kind of a red flag for the doctors? I mean, it's not common for 13-year-olds to get kidney stones. They were just kind of like, oh, that's weird. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they told me that. It's not. It didn't change anything for you, though, because because you just kind of kept on doing because no one gave you the education Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so you were entering beauty pageants and yeah. winning. You're a former Miss Idaho, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I won the same time I was having kidney stones. I was Miss Teen Idaho. And, you know, then I started having more problems, more problems. I became Miss Idaho. And that's when things got really bad was when I was Miss Idaho. Okay. Um, and just because of the, the stress of it. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was eating horrible. I was on the road. So that was a crazy year for me. I don't know what I was thinking. So I was on American Idol that season. I auditioned for American Idol. I made it. I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. You're quite a singer, I guess. (laughs) Yes. So I haven't sung in years. Um, took another path, but, um, I, so I was on American Idol. I was Miss Idaho and I was on the model United Nations team at BYU. And I was literally sleeping a few hours a night. I was constantly on the road. I was eating total junk all of the time. And I was so stressed. Yeah. So that's when things just like totally crashed. Um, Yeah. So was it a crash physically, but you know, there's always, always an emotional Mm -hmm. component to this too. Right. Um, And so I could imagine it's almost like just over almost exhaustion and mental and just emotional depletion. Oh, absolutely. In every way, my body was done. Mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, um, and, and that's really where I think, in my opinion, I, I wasn't diagnosed with Crohn's disease until a few years later, but I think that's where it really started. Right. Um, Your body's just so beat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So then you, you kind of hit bottom. Yeah, I really, I yeah. really did. It was rock bottom. I didn't know where else to go, but nobody was there for me to like guide me in the right direction. If somebody, I believe if somebody would have told me like, Cassidy, it's all in your diet. <laughs> Don't go and eat that Oreo after this. Then I probably right. wouldn't have. Um, but nobody, nobody had even mentioned it to me. I didn't even know it was, you know, a part of it. Right. So I, uh, I didn't know what to do. So I just kept getting sicker and sicker. I moved up to Canada for a little while um, yeah, to serve a service mission. mission, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and and that you kind of left the whole glitz and glamour behind. Oh yeah, it sounded like. I mean, just left and then went up to Canada and did your mission, and but then you gained weight. So what happened with <laughs> yeah. the, what caused that? You think just well, your body changed, or what? You weren't going as much, or what? What do you think caused the weight gain? Yeah, it it was interesting because I I was looking for answers. I was looking for healing. I knew my current lifestyle wasn't sustainable and I didn't love it. I didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for something. um, And that's kind of why I went up there. I was looking for something more, something more fulfilling. And I got up there and I was like, okay, trying this new world, you know, the whole no makeup. I'm just going to be real, work hard every day. Um, But it was really, really hard. It was really hard. And yeah. I found myself eating more than I had before. Oh, okay. Um, but beyond that, I think it was, I think part of it was really just my body catching up to me. Right. Yeah. You hit a certain age and you're, yeah, maybe just, you yeah. know, your body's like, whoa, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And, and that's really, and I think, again, like I say, I think that right before that was when I, the Crohn's disease really set in. And so I think that my body was going through all of that at the same time. It was the stress of what I was doing. It was eating more food than before. It was, you know, a new environment, new changes. So I, I think it was a lot of things that culminated. Right. And so I went from well, this I- beauty queen to this, like, kind of over, I mean, for me, it was the biggest I'd ever been, um, for sure. I yeah. gained 60 pounds, like, overnight. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, you make you make a comment in your book about how one of the little the young boys that you were, I think, living with at the time or teaching, it's like, you've gotten really fat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he 
just straight up told me he was like you've gotten really fat I was like oh my gosh I have <laughs> yeah it's kind of out of the mouth of the, the babes uh-huh. right kids are so brutally yep. honest in such an innocent way um so you know really quick share share with our listeners um who aren't familiar with some of the symptoms I mean of course I know being a dietitian with IBD um irritable bowel diseases and irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's but for the people listening you know let them know what you were experiencing um through those years with your, the symptoms that you were having? The biggest thing for me, and there's really two different types when we get to IBD, there's either the constipation or the heavy diarrhea. So either you have people Mm -hmm. going to the bathroom like 20 times a day or Mm -hmm. one time every 20 days. Yeah. You said you get like 12 bowel movements a year or something like that, right? For, For most of my life. And you know, it's no wonder I had Crohn's disease, but for most of my life, I had one bowel movement a month. Yeah. And so yeah. my body wasn't excreting those toxins. Um, right. and, and so other people have the exact opposite problem uh, where they yeah. have a lot, but th- that's what I had experienced. That was one of the big things. Um, the big sign to me when I actually went and got help, you know, I knew things were bad, but you don't ever know when to go in and get help at what point. Right. It was when I started seeing lots of blood in my stool. Um, okay. When I would go to the bathroom, there was tons of blood. And that's when I went in for help. That's when I got diagnosed was the blood. Yeah, and you were just like, this isn't, this must not be normal. Um, yeah. 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 But I mean, with it comes, I'm sure every time you did that once a month, had your bowel movement, it was probably not pleasant. <laughs> no. You know? yeah, yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you're almost dreading this and your body's like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. I, um, I mean, for me, it was just kind of like, well, that's when I have it. So I was just like, Oh, it's about, I think it's coming up next week. You know, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. just crazy. And I didn't know any different. Nobody had ever asked me. They were like, do you have regular right. bowel movements? And I was like, well, yeah, regularly once a month. <laughs> so it never yeah, occurred to right. me and it's kind of that it was wrong. Because, it was bad. Um, yeah. And it's sort of funny because people are always shocked. They like, don't really want to talk about it. But you know, in, in the world that we're in, we, we want to know what's going in and what's coming out, right? <laughs> so we talk yep. about it a lot, right? In our, in our, in our yep. world of, of nutrition. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So then you, you, so you gained the weight and then you, you, your year ended and you came back, um, back home, right? Yep. So I, when I was there in Canada was when I was diagnosed. Okay. Um, you know, it was, it was the blood, the weight gain, it was extreme stabbing pains. So I went in, I got diagnosed and I came home shortly thereafter. Okay. So I came home and I was really like, okay, I want to find answers. Like I want to figure out what to do. I want to know everything. So I, you know, kept meeting with the gastroenterologist here. It was a little different than the system was in Canada. So I met with a gastroenterologist here. Um, I met with my doctors and they were all just kind of like, yeah, you just have this now. Like there's nothing you can do. You can manage it with medication. And I remember asking specifically are there foods I should avoid or focus on? And they all said no. Right. And so they probably put you all in what, a, like an, a steroid, an anti-inflammation, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of doing the, what they recommend feeling like, I don't know that there's any other uh, options. I, I didn't know what so else wait, to do. So you're taking the medicine, but you're still eating the way you would oh, be yeah. eating? I, I mean, okay. I, I'll say I'm marginally improved. I, okay. I started eating a little bit better. So I would okay. like, I would like. A few vegetables here yeah, and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do a few vegetables, not as many vegetables, a little more fruits. I started like trying to make myself eat fruit. 
Um, okay. I, I did try to do some juicing. Okay. Um, so I, and I, mean, then drink, I, tried... I mean, did you start drinking water? Cause you were a big, you wouldn't, you didn't like drinking certain waters. Yeah. You drink soda. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I was always, I don't know why I still can't even figure it out. I was such a big water snob. I wouldn't drink water unless it was purified to my liking. <laughs> oh, <how laughs> Who funny. knows why? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I did, um, I did start drinking more water. I'd take a water bottle with me on campus when I went back to college and stuff. Um, so I, I mean, I started drinking more water. So I was making... walking around campus a little more, so a little more active, you know, there were right. marginal improvements. So was it, did the weight start to come off? Then, it, it did a little bit. I mean, I wasn't yeah. as big as I was there, but I wasn't back down to my, like where I wanted to be when I knew that my body wasn't holding on to fat and I was in a healthy weight. Right. Right. And so, um, along your college route, you ended up, um, finding your spouse is right. Yeah. Is that, was it a college? Yeah. yeah on a, I think on a, a, a field trip yeah. or something, right? <laughs> yeah. We, um, yeah. we were both actually studying political science for undergraduate. And so we'd met okay. uh, at the Utah state Capitol meeting with some other political scientists and stuff like that. Oh, fun, fun. And so you're now married mm-hmm. and have children, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it was, it was kind yeah. of those whirlwind, like, I met him and I was like, I love him. <laughs> and he, it's funny because we talk about when I, we started dating, um, I, well, first of all, when we first met, we sat by each other the whole time we were talking, but he didn't ask for my number. I was like, oh, okay. and I was like, why did he ask for my number? Well, later come to find out, he was like, Oh, she doesn't eat meat. So I'm not going to ask for her number. There's no way I would like marry somebody who doesn't eat meat or like date someone who doesn't eat meat, <laughs> which was just oh, so funny, funny. Um, at the time because I only didn't eat meat because I didn't want to. Like it had nothing. It was not a health decision. It was not like I still ate like garbage. So I just didn't eat meat. Oh, okay. Uh, and I wasn't even that like said. You, had you always done that? Uh, was that a new I'd thing? I tried or? it a few times on and off. I just kind of thought it was gross. Yeah. I, you know, I just yeah. didn't want to. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. I was easily convinced. Like if somebody was like, here, have this bacon. I was like, okay. Like <laughs> I wasn't like, <laughs> so, so you, you were called, you were uh, what I call an opportunity. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was an opportunity you did not no biggie. Right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yep. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. So he didn't ask for my number, but we later met again on campus and he got my number that time we started dating and it was really quick. And right before we got married, okay. he, he was wanting to convince me. He's like, Cassidy, like, you're so sick. You know, you have all these problems. I think you need more protein. It's probably because you don't eat meat that, you know, okay. and our very limited nutrition knowledge, he's trying to help me. And I was like, okay, all right. So we start eating meat again. Right. Um, so I start eating meat and things start getting worse. <laughs> okay. Is that when you went on cheetah? Yep. Well, no, that was a little yeah, bit later. And... So, so okay. right. I just started eating meat. We, I mean, like, and Costco muffins, and you know, oh, right. brownies mm-hmm. every day, and all that stuff. So, we um, we kind of changed up the diet a little bit. We were trying to find answers, but nothing really. Then I went to a functional medicine doctor. And yeah, I think you said your mother-in-law yeah. kind of directed you that yeah. way, right? And I, yeah, and I was grateful for at least somebody to talk about nutrition at all. Because up to this point, everyone had been like, good luck. Who knows what you can eat? So right. I, I go into right. him, and he was the one who recommended the kind of paleo-keto route to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Yeah, but when you went in, when you went in there, Cassidy, it was like, 
he was like, you had, um, I think if I remember it right, you were, you know, a high, your A1C was in the pre-diabetic <laughs> range or diabetic, yeah, diabetic. Range. You were like pre-lupus, uh, arthritis, tendonitis, high cholesterol. It, right? it was crazy. I had tendonitis. I had, you know, I still was experiencing kidney stones every few months. Um, okay. it was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah. And he was kind of the one I think that said, you know, get your affairs in order. You shouldn't have kids yep. and you might be, you might die young. Yeah. I mean, that is a wake up call, yeah. right? Especially from someone who's supposed to be naturally minded and was supposed to help me find the help I needed. Right. And what, like, how old were you at this point? I was 22. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who gets told that at the age yeah. of 22? It was, right? it was bad enough that he was just kind of like, look, like there's a lot of things you should be doing. So like, don't give up hope, you know, let's start, you know, start the keto diet, start on all these supplements. You know, here's a thousand dollars worth of supplements and vitamins, but you know, it's pretty bad. Your body's shutting down. Like everything's wrong. It's not yeah. one thing. It's like everything. I mean, yeah. You said it was like, it's so expensive. Like the supplements were like in the $700 mm -hmm. range. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, for a 22 year old, that's a lot of money. Yeah. No kidding. I remember walking out crying. I think yeah. I was more concerned about the money than I was about the diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with, through that, it, it threw you a little bit of a lifeline. And so from what I could read in the book, um, uh, you started doing the keto and, yeah. and you started having some success, right? And, well, the big thing and, that that meeting did for me is it, my husband, and I walked away and we said, I'm not taking that for an answer. Let's go find something. Let's go right. find an answer. Cause up to this point, it kind of been like, we don't know. They're like, I, I'm not sure. I, I honestly, I don't think I even fully grasped what Crohn's disease was. I don't right. think I, nobody right. had explained it to me. I didn't really, I, I just didn't know. And so they didn't tell you what was doing in your intestines right. and why you were seeing the blood and what the long-term you know. meant and what like, Right. Yeah. So I think I was just like, I don't, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what this looks like. It's almost one of those things that you, you don't know what you don't mm -hmm. know. Right. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. that's where once, once he was kind of like, you know, don't have kids. I think you're going to die young. My husband and I were both like, whoa, like that means this is serious. Right. And, yeah. and so then that's when we were like, let's go find anything. Let's go do anything. So I, I went home from that appointment and I went and I spent the entire day on Google and like Facebook and on Pinterest, you know, trying to look up anything about Crohn's disease, anything about diet, anything about nutrition, anything about anything that I thought might be related that I could, you know, try anything. Mm -hmm. And so I... At least it, this felt like you were moving in the yes, right direction. At least right? I was like, it must like, at least I'm doing something. something. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you started taking the supplements mm -hmm. and doing that diet and you were seeing some success, but what, um, as what made you make the switch off of that? Because the, the keto is very different than how you eat oh, now. Yes. Right? Um, yeah. And so it's very it heavy was... meat dominated, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think the big thing, so I, I went keto and I was like, wow, I feel so much better. I only have to sleep 14 hours instead of 16. You know what I mean? It was like, I saw <laughs> yeah. these marginal improvements as I stopped eating so much junk and started eating a little bit more real food. That was the first time I'd ever had asparagus in my whole life. I'd never right. had cauliflower before. So it was, okay. it was one of those things that was like, 
you know, I started eating a few of these things. My body was like, thank you. We're starving for nutrients. So I, I started right. feeling marginally better. And I was convinced that that was like the answer that keto was just amazing. And it was so good. So I, uh, I decided I loved nutrition at that point. I loved like how much better I felt by no means would I say I was, uh, you know, better or I'd reversed it or anything. I just felt better than I did. I was like, Oh, like I have more energy. I'm a little bit better. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you were feeling so lousy. It's like anything improvement <laughs> feels huge, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so I started feeling better and that's when I decided to go back to school. So I was like, I want to do this forever. I decided on a distance learning program to get my master's and PhD. And then it was in school while I'm studying, I'm learning, you know, just about basic chemistry, biology stuff. And I was like, keto diet is not fitting in here. Like the keto diet doesn't make no, sense. Right? Yeah. I like, it's actually, it seems kind of stressful to yeah. your body, right? And I'm, I mean, and I'm going, yeah. wait a second, like, look at what this is doing to my arteries. Why would I switch one problem off for another? Why would I, exactly. it was just, I, all these questions started coming up very, very quickly in my studies. Well, like any nutrition knowledge. And I was starting, I immediately started doubting and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cure, get rid of, you know, one thing, but I'm going to have heart disease mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get it. And that's what, I don't want to bash keto too much, but it just worries me so much how many people do that to their bodies. And they're setting their metabolism up for so many, you know, for gaining weight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and Mm -hmm. then it was interesting because I, I had kind of initially when I first started, I started having movements and then I started having yeah. going back meet like after the first month or two, I went back to the once a month and then there was a lot of blood again. And then it was really painful and I started getting hemorrhoids and, and I was like, yeah. what's going on here? Well, cause there's no fiber mm-hmm. in meat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No. Oh, so, so then what led you, what was the turning point for you? I mean, obviously it was learning about this and, and getting all the, and you, I'm sure you read in. I know in, in your master's and PhD, you read a ton of yeah. studies, right? And so when did you come across, um, you at one point quote John McDougall yeah. in the book, is he the first guru, plant-based guru you found? I, you or? know, it's actually, so the first thing I, I was really sick one day and I was laying in bed on Netflix and I came across Forks Over Knives. And so oh, I started yeah, watching that's a, it. That's a classic. And yeah. I was like, oh, those poor people, they just don't understand. They don't get it. You know, they, you have to have meat. Meat is so important. They just don't get it. And so it went in the back of my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was just like, oh, they're wrong. I just had, you know, I watched it, but I was I convinced myself they were wrong. Well, I watched it a little while later, a few months later. Um, again, I think when I was sick, I think I watched What the Health. And then right after What the Health, it was recommended to watch that one again. So I did. And I was, I think I was more just, the, the studies in mind and with all the stuff I'd been learning, I now had so many doubts. I rewatched them with a totally new lens, not being obstinate. And I was mind blown. I was like, holy cow. So yeah. I think my, I fell in love with Dr. Campbell first. I think he was the one that really. Yeah. He's like my, he is like, he changed the trajectory of my, my career. Yeah. I mean, you know, he really, I, I, he is like my guru, right? I yeah. Get it. Yeah. No, there was something about him and yeah. I, and I really, 
I loved it. He was coming at it from a PhD perspective as well. He was looking at the data. It was like this study, this study. And I love that. I loved studies. I was reading studies on studies on studies. Yeah. So I wanted somebody to prove it to me. I wanted proof. I wanted the studies. I wanted the hard data and he had it. And I loved that. And it's almost like once you know it, you uh-huh. can't unknow it. Totally. Right? I mean, and you're just like, whoa. And then, then, then I got kind of mad. It's like, why didn't yes. I know this before? Yes. Right? Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about him is I think his integrity is so intact. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally jeopardized his Everything. whole career to bring this yeah. information to the forefront. Right. I mean, that is really impressive. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I didn't know that about you, that he was also. Your yeah, guy, it really because you know? it was it was forks <laughs> over knives that did it for me. And so and he was the one yeah. I just I, I loved the data. I loved the China study. That was so intriguing to me. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I watched this. I was kind of like, whoa. So I got a few books from the library. I started reading them and it matched everything I was learning in school. It, it was just like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I think this is the answer. And it was so opposite of what we were doing. I, my pride didn't want it to be right. I was trying to prove it wrong. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you because, um, you know, the, the ketoers, um, they're, they're almost zealot like, mm-hmm. I mean, they are full in. And I think to realize it's hard for people to admit they're doing something that's not good for them and, and like they're wrong, you know, but it, in, in my world, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Just make the change. Right. Right. It doesn't, no one cares. You don't have to be right. You know, that is not helping yes. you. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I was very, I was very obstinate towards it. I had friends that were plant-based. They were right. posting about it. I, I mean, I had it in my ear a lot and I didn't want it to be true. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But look at, I mean, so you finally just swallowed your pride, like you said. Well, I wasn't that. Jumped in. <laughs> my husband and I, okay. oh, you were not. Okay. my husband okay. and I, I, I saw, I had all this information and I honestly wanted to prove it wrong. I, I was really interested in okay. proving the plant-based route wrong. Um, and so I said to my husband, I said, why don't we try this for two weeks? Will you do it with me for two weeks? He said, I will never in a million years go plant-based, but I will do it for two weeks with you. Like he was totally supportive of me. He wanted me okay. to get better. So he was willing to do whatever. And he, he told me that he was like, we'll do whatever at home. I'm happily like, we'll eat raw. We'll do whatever you need to get better. But whenever I'm gone, I'm going to go get a burger. Like... I'm not going plant-based. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, totally fine. I don't even know that I want this. Like, let's, let's try it out for two weeks. So we committed to each other. We're like two weeks, no meat, no dairy, no eggs. We're going whole food plant-based for two weeks. And yeah, but if you know me, I am like, I go all out on everything. So I was like, (laughs) well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you can't be, um, I mean, yeah, you're a competitor, right? Let's yeah. face it. And, and so it's like when you do oh, it, you're I was all, all in, in right? All in yeah. enough that I knew that the study suggested that eating raw, uncooked food was the best. So we went two weeks all raw vegan. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I went hard. I was just like, we're going in this. Um, and I mean, I had never tasted a date in my entire life. I had never tasted a fig my entire life. <laughs> I most, I, like a macadamia nut I'd never had. I'd maybe had, you know like it was, I, I didn't have much exposure to these foods. So it was my first time diving in. Well, I bet you the food world just, it was amazing. I was like, what is this? 
have you guys heard of a mango guys mangoes are so good and everyone's like yeah we know <laughs> I was like oh okay <laughs> wow so you did it for two weeks what happened so, in the two weeks so we do it for two weeks on day two my husband and I were like holy cow I have never felt this good my entire life I don't think we'd ever gone an entire day without meat before and so wow. we like started talking about it two days in. We were like, okay, I'm worried this is it. This might be the answer because we feel so good. Um, and so by the time two yeah. weeks came, we were completely converted. Both of us were like, we're not touching okay. animal products again. It made so much sense. It felt so good. And I, by the end of that two weeks, I was having a bowel movement every day for the first time in my entire life that I can remember. Wow. Mm -hmm. Without all the pain. And, and yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, people always say it's, it's so hard. I can't give up cheese or I can't ever give up meat. And you're like, yeah, but when you feel so good, there's nothing, no food that tastes that good to how you yeah. feel. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's incredible. So, um, so did your symptoms just go away or it's because you've developed right. a whole process that you have found that cures and keeps the symptoms at bay. Um, so, uh, and I don't know how yeah. much you want to go in and share that because I, I definitely want people to read your book, um, but you have, and people should read your book because, you know, that's why I can tell people about, you know, plant-based and the connection to IBD mm -hmm. and Crohn's, but to hear it from somebody that's yeah. lived it, and knows, truly knows the experiences and what's worked for you yeah. is so valuable. So I, I didn't, you know? yeah. I wasn't like cured overnight. It wasn't like, oh, I am so much better. I started seeing major improvements I didn't think were possible, like bowel movements. And the sharp pain mm -hmm. um, was different. And there was a lot of things that were different, but I wouldn't by any means say that I was like cured immediately. No, I mean, the, the, because the disease is mm -hmm. really complicated and it's, it's severe. It can be very severe and get worse. And you live with it untreated right. for a very long time or really unmanaged. Um, and I think um, everyone's so different. I mean, we all have the same body oh, yeah. parts, but everyone is slightly, and there's all these nuances. Mm -hmm. Our family that. history, what our so parents ate, what we grew up with. Need yeah. To know that. So it was, it was, it was different. Mm -hmm. um, so I started feeling better improvements immediately and that's what caught me it was that immediate improvement that I was like holy cow I'd never thought this was possible well it makes it easier to stay the course when you're like oh my gosh this yeah. this might be the way right so then you start really diving right into right it. yeah so it was yeah. uh, so I then I was willing to stay the course and that's when I developed the kind of plan for um myself my IBD and others um to kind of, you know, uh, look through some of these things at a different lens. So I, that's when I kind of switched gears entirely. So instead of raw, which was really good for my body in some ways, but really difficult in other ways. Um, so I mm -hmm. went from raw to, um, I went opposite. I went almost all cooked, um, like rice, potatoes, very simple foods like that. Um, mm -hmm. for the ease of digestion. So I went to right. totally opposite. So, um, and that's what I do with all of my Crohn's and colitis uh, clients. It, all my IBD, mm -hmm. IBS, we, we go to a very soothing, easy to digest, pre-digested, 
you know, low cooked um, brown rice, potatoes, vegetables, that kind of thing. Yeah, because it seems like if you think of raw fiber or just really fiber, you know, they talk about it's like the broom uh-huh. to sweep out your colons, right? But if your colon if it's is so inflamed, inflamed then and it hurts. damaged, mm-hmm. then it hurts, right? So it's like, let's go ahead and feed it and heal it with these cooked foods that make complete sense to me. Um, but yet you're, you're, you're giving them all the nutrients it needs yeah. in a gentle manner. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and you say in your book, you know, and, and I want my listeners to understand that, you know, that whole um, healing process can take from two weeks to three yeah. to four months, right? It just really yeah. depends on your body and, and what else is going on in your life. Because, I mean, we know that wellness is a, a total mm-hmm. package, right? And I was really happy to see that you talk about that in your book later on. Um, let's look at the other aspects of your life too, right? But right now we're just focusing on the, the Right, right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, I got better very quickly, but it took a long time. I had a lot of, uh, my body was really run down. So I wasn't one of the two weekers. <laughs> it took me a long time. No, no, I wouldn't have, yes. I wouldn't have expected you yes. to Yes, <laughs> but it's interesting because like you say, I've worked with people, I've worked with people that it was two weeks and they were like, I'm back to normal. Nothing's wrong. I'm great. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I think the first time that surprised me, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like seriously. Yeah. And I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing came. And I was like, okay, <laughs> their body, it was, they were just, they yeah. were really great. They had, must've had really good genes and they were just eating poorly. They switched that around and their body was like, great, we're good now. Well, and it's also the amount of how fast you heal and mm-hmm. also how much damage you've done, right? Um, and so, I mean, I see that with diabetics all the time. Some, you know, in in two weeks, yeah. their blood sugars are back to normal and others it takes three months, you know? Um, and so it, I, I get it. It's just yeah. such an individual thing. And so that's what I really want people to understand. It's like, just if it doesn't happen for you right away, doesn't mean you should right. give up right? I mean, keep on the course because this is the right way to go. It's going to help you. It's just, you have to kind of buy into it and go, okay, I'm doing what's best for my body um, and give your body a chance to catch up. Um, I thought it was interesting. um, Part of your program is you really, uh, you talk about herbs and I don't know much about herbs. I mean, of course, um, all medicines stem from herbs, right? I mean, people don't really get that. And so it it makes complete sense to me um, that certain herbs would certainly help. Um, And doctors are very uh, skittish of them. And the reason being is that a lot of herbs on the Mm -hmm. market aren't regulated. So choosing carefully is important. um, Yes, absolutely. Right. And, And then there's always the question of, well, how much is therapeutic yes. and how much do you take, right? And I think that's why doctors shy away from them. So, but there are people that mm-hmm. specialize in that. And um, I think you shouldn't, people shouldn't discount them. And I was really pleased to see that you actually have a discussion about that. And I was really curious that cayenne was actually really one of the ones that helped you. And I was like, how do you even ingest enough cayenne to be therapeutic it is so hot hot. (laughs) and that's the thing is you hardly need any to be therapeutic that's the great thing about it so so I heard a story a long time ago and this is what got me curious about cayenne there was a man who had bleeding ulcers for 10 years it got so bad that he he was just like I can't live with this anymore like I've tried every medication I'm done I'm gonna take my own life and his family went out of town 
and he decided okay. he was going to take his own life. He couldn't find anything in the house but cayenne. So he decided he was going to, he was like, this will surely just like kill the insides of me and I'll just, I'm going to die. So he took like a tablespoon of cayenne and it just like knocked him yeah. out. He was just sweating profusely. He fell asleep, woke up in the morning and his ulcer was gone. And he was like, what? Wow. Like, what just happened? I've had this for 10 years. But his bleeding ulcer was completely gone. No pain. He was fine. Well, come to find out, cayenne is one of the best things in studies to stop bleeding. Well, uh -huh. which is kind of counterintuitive, right? Right. You would think of it as an irritant more than a Right. And so, property, it's right? so the, yeah. whatever constituent is in it. Right, not that right. we're recommending no, no, no. people no, go no, definitely do a not. tablespoon, right? Um, but but to me that was like, whoa, like there's gotta be something here. So, you know, I I'm I was bleeding. I, you know, I had rectal bleeding and a lot of other bleeding. So I was like, I wonder if there's something to this. So I added a little bit to water and I thought I was gonna die. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so hot, I can't handle it. Like it was so crazy. So just a little bit yeah. of water, but it was it was mind blowing to me what it did um, immediately. I could feel it in my intestines and it kind of warmed them up, but the pain subsided. Wow. And so really? cayenne to oh, me no was really, yeah. it was awesome. It was super helpful because it was that bleeding. It was both the, I, I'd had ulcers along with it, right? So I had the bleeding ulcers in throughout the intestinal tracts, but I also had a lot of rectal bleeding mm -hmm. and I noticed a big, big difference. Yeah. Um, with cayenne. So for me, cayenne, what I never would have thought, right. I never would have thought that that was like on the last, when you have Crohn's and colitis, you're like, yeah, right. Am I going to touch something spicy? Yeah, no, I know. Mm -hmm. It's not true. They tell you not to, right. So yeah, that is, that is unreal. And then, so I, you know, I thought it was interesting. I, I loved your discussion of probiotics because um, I have so many questions by people about yeah taking probiotics. And I'm always just, I remember asking in, in grad school, one of my professors was like, well, wait a second. How do those little microbes actually live right. in that capsule? And how do they, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. And they're like, oh, well, they just do. And like, I never got a satisfying answer to it. Cause I'm like, how can that capsule be better than mm -hmm. eating the foods, you know, that, I mean, so, so I was really glad you sort of discussed that. And I mean, we know, of course, fermented right. foods, right? Um, are, are good, but you don't add them back in until later. You kind of fix everything and then you sort of start repopulating. It. Yeah. So, so, like, so the thing that I found with... is in my situation and those that I've worked with being, having Crohn's and colitis, having IBD is very, it's painful and it's very, um, you have to be very cautious and careful with it. And so the plan starts off very easy. Mm -hmm. The plan starts off very, you know, simple, easy to digest foods, nothing that's going to, you know, upset. And um, then you kind of build it back up again. And so initially I found with a lot of my clients, they start off on sauerkraut and their body can't handle it. It, that is, that is rough. That's way mm -hmm. too much. Um, and so, you know, we, we hold off until that gut lining is a little, little bit um, stronger. It's, it doesn't have, you know, as many holes or whatever. Um, and then it's a little bit easier to go, okay, now let's try to build up. Um, I, I tell, I tell people everything in its own season, in its own order. We don't build first. You, you right. clear out, you cleanse first and then yeah. we'll build. Um, and so, so after, after you're yeah. kind of done with that feeling like, you know, things are soothed now, once it feels like things are good and soothed, that's the time when we can add in 
some of those probiotics and stuff like that. So with the probiotics, um, one of the things I found very interesting, I, you know, all I heard over and over all the time was about the importance of taking a probiotic. And I was, you know, I took probiotic, mm-hmm. the probiotic didn't notice a difference. Well, I started, well, I honestly, my initial concern was how expensive it was. I was taking a really high end probiotic, you know, getting the 5 billion strains or 10 billion, I think was what I was on. And I was like, this right. is really expensive for how much I need to take it repopulating. I'm not even noticing a big difference. And what do I have yeah. to take this rest of my life? And um, so then I started to research into it a little bit and I came across some really interesting things. Number one, the first thing was I found that sauerkraut had more usable probiotic content in it, one tablespoon of sauerkraut, than one entire bottle of high potency probiotic. And right, wow. and I was like, Psh, yeah, I can handle sauerkraut, <laughs> a tablespoon of sauerkraut a day. Um, and so the, yeah. the expense was my first inclination, but then as I started looking, I started coming across all these studies. Um, and the one that was most interesting to me was done on, uh, rats and they took these rats and they basically, uh, you know, gave, gave them probiotics, antibiotics, and then fecal transplants. And the probiotic Mm -hmm. had the same effect as antibiotic on their gut microbe. So it was killing their gut microbe because it was synthetic strains. Their body didn't know what to do with this synthetic strain. And it was the same strains multiplied over. It wasn't five, it wasn't 10 billion different strains. It was five different strains. Right. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. the the ones they get overpopulated, because it's always a a balance of microbes and, you know. Right. um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's proper balance, right? It's not that candida is bad. It's that we need the proper amount of candida. So so once I kind of looked into the studies, I was, I was mind blown that these, you know, synthetic probiotics were just, they weren't doing anything. And I felt that in my own life. So uh, I switched and I felt a difference almost immediately when I had just natural probiotics. So it's Mm -hmm. not that probiotics aren't important. They're absolutely important, especially for gut issues, but we need the real deal. Uh Uh-huh. You need this. It's all about the source. Right. And, and I mean, it's so easy. I mean, you list, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, like the miso and kimchi and apple cider vinegar. I mean, it's just, it's so easy to add in. Um, and you get so much benefit from a small amount. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was really glad to, to read that because I, I just, the, the whole, um, it just never made sense because you, how do you regulate what, right. with a pill? Like you said, it's it's like, um, there's just not, not always. Yes, the it's that diversity. Microbes. It's not just microbes. Need. I don't just need microbes. Yeah. I don't care what they look like, who mm-hmm. they are. Like, I need a diverse, proper microbes. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, and so that, no, I mean, I, I agree. I think they are certain they are super important for your uh, gut health, but it's like, just yes, be, yep. be cautious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you do talk about, um, toxins and, um, and then, and then you moved on and, and you did yeah. mention bone broth, which I was very interested in because I, I don't even know where that mm-hmm. comes from. So many people so are in the bone, bone broth. broth it's it's really interesting because in my keto days, I was, you know, on the bone broth train. It is. It's totally is that, a keto thing. Is that a keto thing? So bone broth, I mean, you, you've ah, got a lot of the prominent doctors okay. like Dr. Mercola, Dr. Axe, who talk a lot about bone broth and its helpfulness. So 
Um, bone broth, the idea is you take the bones and you simmer them on low for like 24 hours to pull out all the marrow. You have the collagen, the marrow, get the collagen all, out of them? all of the collagen you know, nutrients in the bone, and then you drink the broth. Um, right? Oh, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, it's very flavorful, <laughs> but I went back. So everybody, you know, constantly asked me about what about bone broth? What about bone broth? Um, and my clients during the healing, you know, once they were adding back in all these foods and going back to normal diet, they would always ask, okay, what about bone broth now? And so I did a really big deep dive in there and I, what I found just made me laugh. So every study that's found bone broth to be useful also had vegetables in it. <laughs> so of course, yep. I mean, it yes. always comes I back So it was veggie broth. Saying, you know? And so they were like, oh yes, yeah. all these nutrients were found in it. The very first study that just did bones found that there was absolutely no benefit. So when they use just bones, there's no benefit. When they yeah. have bones and veggies, there's benefit. But why not take out the bone and just use the veggies, right? <laughs> so so veggie, I, you know, right. as I did yeah. a deep dive, I just, it was comical to me that veggie broth had the benefits and had the minerals, the nutrients our body needed and could assimilate. So veggie broth was very useful. Bone broth wasn't. In fact, bone broth was actually linked to the opposite problems. Um, bone broth caused leaky gut. Bone broth, yeah. you know, had all these things that our body couldn't assimilate. And if you, there's all, you've got to find this perfect middle ground because if you don't cook it long enough that it can actually cause toxic gases. So, I mean, it was just one of those things that I was like, oh, please, you know, bone broth is definitely not the health food that it's been made out to be. And, you know, we can skip that step and head straight to the veggie broth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't really know that that's because well, that's where that came from. Because mm -hmm. I just have a lot of people ask me about yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, why does this keep coming up? I mean, you know, the keto oh, um, marketing is so slick. Um, and so, because I mean, you, I'm probably like you and you were one of them. I mean, it just, it, they have a really strong message oh, yeah. and it sounds, it was viable, everywhere. I mean, when I went right? on Pinterest, it yeah. was the keto diet yeah. was what everyone was doing. When I was looking at blogs, when I was searching online, it was the keto diet. It was, it dominated. Yeah. So I think yeah. people feel a part of things and I think this herd mentality of everyone else is doing it. Look at these, these results. It's got to work for me, but I have clients that have been on it, lost the weight, oh, yeah. gained the weight back plus some. And now I've, I've got yes. to work with them and undo yes. all their keto ideas about intermittent fasting yes. and not being able to eat grapes and not, you know, all these things. It's like, Oh, and it's just, it's so much work mm -hmm. to get it out of their heads. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, um, so you, you, in your book, you go through kind of your steps and what I, I need to say to my listeners is that, you know, yes, you can go through the book and read them, but it's, and it, it's super helpful. But what I have found, and I'm curious to see if this happens with you is that because everybody's different, um, they having accountability and an expert help you yeah. also is kind of crucial. And so, um, Cassidy yeah. works with people like this all the time, right, Cassidy? And and you're working virtually, which is like most of us. And so you're definitely available to help. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, you know, guide people. I mean, I, I was at it for years path. trying to figure it out on my own <laughs> and read the studies and figure out this and that. And yeah. it was hard. It was really hard, which is why I started the program was because it was overwhelming. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I, there's I, so I just much have, nutrition so many little questions so that it would take me days to dive in and, you know, find the answer to that little question. And should I be doing this? Should I not? Should I really be avoiding the greens? Like people say, should I be avoiding this and that? And so I, I mean, I developed a plan to help walk people through it step-by-step. Um, so where they're at, you know, what all the little questions, yeah. what they can do, how they can do it, how they can save money, like all of that. And so it's been, I love what I do because being there myself, I've been in the depths. I've been where you can't get out of bed. I've been, you know, in so much pain searching for answers. And it's so fun just to chat with these people and help them feel hope for the first time to feel like, wow, like it's possible. Yeah. That, and I, yeah, that, and I also think, um, having been through it, yeah. you just really get what they're saying, right? I mean, you understand. And um, I think people need that. Um, and, yes, and the idea yes. that there is hope. So I, I do. I, I love working with yeah. people. Um, yeah. I, I work with clients uh, similar to you that have all different kinds of health diseases, but I've tried so hard to specialize in IBD and IBS because I just, I get it and I love it. <laughs> Yeah. So you do um, in your book, and I, I think, you know, you, t- you go into, um, I, I kind of want to hit some of the frequently asked questions that you, you hear. And then um, you do go into food yeah. addiction because that was for you, that was another component, oh, yeah. but that's a whole different thing. Right. Um, and so I might have to have you back to kind of yeah. dive into that. Um, because, it is. Uh, it should have been its own book, episode, but I felt honestly, obligated to put Cassidy, at least a little bit um, in there. <laughs> No, and you did. And I think your advice in that was super great in that you um, said, you know, it really requires yeah. working with a professional on that and um, yeah. to really address that. You give some really great tips about, you know, looking at your emotional eating and that sort of thing. But it's, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a big thing to overcome. So, yeah. And so I think that's, you know, um, that that is an interesting component of your book, though. I, I wanted to mention it. But with the... Um, what and I it was interesting you hear a lot of the same things I hear from from um clients when it, you, you mention a plant-based diet mm-hmm. um, how do you get you know how do you get your protein right um the, the interesting was was what about fiber yeah. that was a, a frequently asked question that you get and was it because they're getting too much fiber yeah a lot of gastroenterologists and professionals kind of warn against fiber and so when people are diagnosed i found a lot of people were coming to me very scared of fiber they didn't want to touch a plant for fear that fiber was causing their issue and so they, most oh, people um, okay. were very weary of fiber. They, they were like, uh, I can't handle that much fiber. My body doesn't need that much fiber. And so addressing. In t- well, I guess if you have constant diarrhea. A little bit, be a because concern, where does diarrhea right? stem from? How do we get diarrhea? It's actually constipation. And so, and yeah. so when you look at, when you yeah, really get to the underlying exactly. cause, the fiber is what's important, but it's understanding you, you've got to do it the right way. So it's adding it in. It's not just tomorrow eating only fiber and um, because then you'll be a little fiber overloaded when your body goes from no fiber to right. all that fiber. So you, so you work in the fiber and, right. and you know, we get, it's not that you need to stop the fiber. It's that you need to work in the fiber. And then with all that fiber, that's when you get the bowels moving. That's when you can start to get, you know, stop the constipation that's, or the diarrhea. That's when the mm-hmm. healing can start to take mm-hmm. place, but the fiber is necessary. And it was 
I just noticed very early on that people were very, very afraid of fiber. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I could see that. I, I hadn't yeah. really thought of that component of it. That makes total sense. Um, one of the other things, um, and being plant-based, you get yeah. not only the protein, but the calcium question. You know, I had to eat dairy for calcium. And I just, I'm always shocked at how good of a job the dairy industry has done is making people believe that. I mean, well, it's like well they really start us so young, I mean, right? Well, the money, when you were you know? in first grade, what was on your cafeteria wall? It was an athlete with a milk mustache yeah. telling you that they, that's how they got their calcium. That's how they had, yeah. you know, if yeah. energy to be an athlete. And so it started so young, it's ingrained into our brains. Yep. It's just indoctrination. Yeah, it really is. And, and then you go to your pediatrician and they ask you, I don't know if you found this with your own kids. They're like, so how many glasses of milk do they drink a day? And I always, I had to tell my kids, like, just say, just four. (laughs) You're like, yeah, you do almond milk. That's (laughs) what they're asking. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, because, because, you know, um, because, right. you know, then the kids feel like they're doing something wrong. Right. I felt as a parent, I felt like I was doing something wrong. I'm like, but I knew in my heart, no, this is not right. So, um, we don't need dairy, but, um, that, I just think it's really interesting that right. you know, there's plenty of calcium in vegetables. I'm just saying, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the other one that I thought was interesting is, and I've heard this, and I'm curious to see here how you respond, is mm-hmm. why don't doctors teach this information, right? I mean, because you go to the doctor as the expert, and they do know yeah. so much. You know, they know so much. Um, but, but as right. you know, they don't know a lot about nutrition, And it's not actually. a knock on doctors. That's just yeah. not their expertise. And so would you... If you came to me with a broken arm, no, I'd look at you at like, what? Like, I can tell you a few things I saw on Google once, but... And so, and so that's the thing is I, I wish people better understood. We go to our doctors for nutritional advice, but that's not their expertise. You wouldn't come to me with, you know, a broken foot and ask me what to do. And so it's the same thing. We, we let people, I, I, people, um, we joke with my son when we're playing with him, we always say, stay in your lane. And and that's what I tell my husband. We we got to stay in our lane. Um, I stay in my lane of nutrition the doctors stay yeah. in their lane. And so it's not that they're misleading. Right. It's not that they're, you know, bad by any means. It's that they just didn't have the knowledge on nutrition. So my, my gastroenterologist wasn't like, ha ha ha, let's make her sick. My gastroenterologist was like, I have no idea what foods could affect because that wasn't a study that I had. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't even have a single nutrition, nutrition class. No. Um, and so these people are, they just don't know. And so they come in with a lot of their preconceived notions about diet and whatever that is, is what they're going to tell their clients or their patients. Um, and so. Yeah. And so, yeah, I yeah. Agree. it's like, just, it's like, they have to know so no. much. It's and so like, it's, it's up to us. It's our job. That. We don't go um, to them for nutrition. Yeah, we need to go to them for what they're good to. at. We go yeah. to them, we get the answers. And if I want to know about nutrition, instead of asking a doctor, I'm going to ask a nutritionist expert. And I think that's really the hang up there is we just yeah. need to go to the yeah. right people for the right things. You know, but what I find really frustrating in my profession as a dietitian is that even in the world of dietetics, um, there right. still is the old doctrine. No one's changing very slowly. And so I, I was so frustrated uh, when I was working in the hospital because I know what the plant-based diet can only can not only do for um you know, diabetes and heart disease mm-hmm. and now IBD, right. right? But yet I couldn't teach it. 
I mean, I had to go up and teach the American Diabetes Association's, you know, plate of how they looked at it. And I was like, I'm like, I'm just putting a Band-Aid on this, barely holding them together to have the progression keep going, slow it down. It's not going to the root cause. And what I love about what your program does and what I do is that you go to the actual the root cause. Okay. And so we're looking at reversing, not just managing and slowing it down, reversing it or curing it, whatever you want to call it. Um, And, and, and what I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm so frustrated at my own profession and I don't know, I mean, you're more in the natural world, so maybe you don't see it as much that way, but, um, you know, Oh, all the time. Do you bump up up against Um, that? I mean, it's really difficult. Okay. In the book, I have an experience, a a prominent, uh, foundation and invited me to speak. And I went to go present, you know, it was, I think I had like 40 different studies on IBD nutrition. I'm showing people how new, like these studies, they're Mm -hmm. incredible. These studies, I was just quoting studies. I wasn't even going to like share anything of my own. Um, But the studies show a hundred percent remission rate with dietary treatment. Like, like what kind of study shows a hundred percent remission rate? That's crazy. So um, yeah, I was super excited. And as soon as they saw my slides the day of, they kind of put the kibosh on it and were like, no, you can't share this. And I was like, are you kidding me? These are like peer reviewed, like in the journal of American medicine, like these are legitimate studies and not just one or two, we're talking about dozens. Um, and they, they told me that the dietary treatment didn't align with their current mission. Um, and so they kind of were like, so, you know, you're not allowed to share it. (laughs) No, they didn't. So you couldn't, so they didn't let you present. Yeah, and they, they, they were the ones who invited me. They were the ones and just, who invited no. me to speak. Wow. Well, apparently not. Did they not read, did they not um, read I mean, this book? was this was a little while ago before the book came. Like we had any of that <laughs> out, so it was it was a little while ago, and I was okay. just I was yeah. floored. They had invited me to speak on nutrition, and I don't know what they were anticipating. Um, yeah. I think they were used to the you know we just do your best, like, and so when I came in, I kind of Status shook flow. things up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and I was like, this study shows this, this study shows hundred percent remission rate. This study shows this. And, um, and I, I was just, I was like, what? Like you invited me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's what's so frustrating. I mean, so you're starting to see, and what people don't realize yeah. is, you know, how the dietary guidelines are set up. There's a lot of, um, big industry that, you know, the USDA does it and the USDA does nutrition, but mm-hmm. it also supports mm-hmm. agriculture and beef and dairy. And so there's a, it's a conflict of interest there. And um, they're slowly, they're starting yeah. to where they can't right. really ignore the science anymore and be ethical. So they're slowly starting to think, well, we think, you know, a mainly plant-based right. diet with small amounts of beef and dairy, right. you know, because right. otherwise it's just unethical, Right. And, and then you get the people that say, oh, well, we do that because the average person yeah. can't really make those changes. Right. You know, supposed to make like, the changes you're not they even don't giving know. them the information. Yeah. Let people choose. Yeah. Let them choose what, how they want to manage their health. And so I, like you, I feel it's my ethical obligation to share right. the information right. and with that's, people. The and that's the Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine has right. done a really um, good job of 
pushing that. Oh, the new dietary so guidelines awesome. came out and they immediately yeah. said, no, we don't accept this. And we will petition until you change these guidelines. Um, and I love that. So they're really making great headways there. Yeah. And I, so I love kind of following what they're doing, but it's absolutely, it's imperative that we speak up and stand up and help yeah, educate. And if people know better, they'll do better. The problem is they don't know. I, I agree. I agree. And you know, like you, I got into this work and yes. I'm guessing you did too, because you want to make an impact. You want to have healthy yeah. people and so they can enjoy their lives. Right. And, you know, not even from a, a medical expense, societal medical expense, you know, yes. way, because, you know, but more because it's about their lives and you want them to be healthy. And I tell, I tell people all the time, yes. you don't want to end up in the hospital. It's a horrible place to be. <laughs> okay. And, you know, uh, so take control and people just trust and give, turn their health over yes. to other people. That's what it was and for me. Like they for years I had put my trust. I was just um, like, tell me and, what to do. Yeah. And when I didn't, I just didn't do anything. And so once I was like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm going to find out what to do. I'm going to find the answers. And once I did, it was it, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I, I did. And well, it was worth, it was worth every sacrifice. Sure. I, I can't know? have a yeah. hamburger anymore, but I'm not in pain. I can be a mom. I, I, I don't have to sleep every day. I can, yeah. I'm a normal functioning human. I have the opportunity to help people and it's worth it for me. So yes, it's a sacrifice. There's not a cure to Crohn's but, I mean, I tell people the cure is knowledge. Knowledge no. was what led me to mm -hmm. finding my answers to finding healing the more knowledge i got the better choices i made so each day is a choice so if if i went right back to how i started eating tomorrow then sure i'd probably get crohn's again if you know if i started mm -hmm. on that for a few years i'd probably have the same issues pop back yeah. up but when i make the choice to eat better food when i each bite is a choice each bite i choose to put good wholesome foods in yep. my mouth and each bite, I get healthier and healthier. And so is there a chance that Crohn's can come back? I don't think so. Not for me. Because I'm not giving it a chance. It needs certain conditions to thrive. And I'm not yeah. letting it. And right. so I, you know, since then, I haven't had a single Crohn's related right. issue. And I'm wow, one of those. So, yes. So you're one and, of those. And not only uh, what I love people. is I tell people remission can mean yeah. a lot of things. But when I say remission... I mean, zero symptoms, zero, like a hundred percent of the time and not having to look back. It's. Well, and I think honestly, when they, people really d yeah. dive into it, like you said, your world of food opened up with, I mean, colors and textures and flavors. Right. Um, and I think people, we really are creatures of habit and yeah. think, look at your food. You're eating the same thing over and over and over again. And you're not even trying all this other stuff. And so I'm always shocked when people, when I introduce them. Uh, yes, it is. Well, eating, I tell people what makes your meat taste good. good is. It's the plants you put you on know? it. Have you ever had I'm... a plain piece of steak? Have you ever had a completely nothing on it, you know, piece of chicken? It tastes gross. What makes it taste good? Oh, the lemon and the herbs and the, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so we eat those things and it, yes. it's yes. surprising how good it tastes. It, it, my, like my palate is so... It's so different. It's so changed. My yeah. kids are young and they've actually never, they've lived plant-based their whole life. They've never tasted anything else. And 
And I tell people, it's so funny to watch, you know, I just look at them and I'm so, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I would have had that. But my kids yesterday, my three-year-old, he asked if he could do some extra chores so he could earn a few slices of onion and celery. (laughs) And I was just dying. I was laughing so hard because he was like, mom, if I clean off all the doors in the house, can I earn a piece of celery and some onion? And I was like, what? Who is this kid? But he, it's all, he, he loves it. The tastes are so rich and flavorful. He, you know, if he is really good, he can earn a special treat when you have treat night. He has dates. We have dates and he loves it. And it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we eat out of habit of how our families ate. And you know, there's a saying, and you probably heard it in the plant-based world of, you know, the genetics Yes. Um, you might have genetics, but really well, genetics as I tell people, lifestyle loads the gun um, or right. Um, and so genetics I load mean, the gun, lifestyle per- pulls the trigger, right? Yep. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's really, I mean, it's like whether you turn that gene on or off, but so that you had some, um, I, I really love this that um, to kind of wrap things up is that at the end of your book, you have two things you yeah. say, choose your heart and healing is possible. And that really spoke to me because, you know, um, everything's a choice and Mm -hmm. um, hard is really kind of a relative thing, right? I mean, being sick is hard, right? Yeah. I mean, being in a hospital is hard. Being unable to join your family on a a hike or a trip because you have IBD symptoms, you're afraid to go out because you can't leave a bathroom. Yes, I, I healing so is hard too. A more about and a lot that? of times when I work with people, we're in the midst of healing and they will be like, this is so hard. And I always remind them that what you just said, choose your heart. It's hard to be in pain every day. It's hard to be on medication. It's hard to go into the hospital once a week for an infusion. It's hard to have a colostomy bag. That's hard. Yeah. It's also hard to say no to that steak. It's also hard to say no to going out to eat with friends and drinking choose your heart. Which one is worth it for me? And I've, I worked with both people. I've had people who quit the program yeah. saying, oh, I understand that this is the right way, but I don't want, like, I have no desire to do that. I'm not going to give up pizza, like not worth it to me. And so for them, they choose that's their yeah. heart that they chose. And that's okay. That's, and that's what's, that's what's, it's a choice. They get to choose their path. I'm not saying everyone do this, everyone do this. They get to choose. Right. And so, yes. Yes. And maybe down the but road, at least they they'll choose the something different right now where they're at in their life. Choice, right? They yeah. choose that heart and that's okay. I probably would have chose that hard too. Uh, we'll talk about food addiction another time, but I was so addicted to food. I probably would have chosen to keep having my symptoms and eating good food for a long time. It wasn't until I was so low that I was willing mm-hmm. to choose a different heart. I was willing to say no. I was willing to give up those addictions. And it was doing that that brought me freedom. And now I'm here on the other side yeah. and it's funny because that doesn't even seem hard. Like if, if somebody puts a beautiful steak dinner in front of me and they're like, no, is right? this tempting? Yeah. Do you want some? I, I'm not, it doesn't even look good. It looks disgusting to me. It's not tempting. Yeah, no, I, it's, not, it doesn't, it's not, meat's not even a yeah. food group for me anymore. No, it's, it's like yeah, it's, other it's cultures they eat insects. That's not a food for me yeah. either. Meats, meats. I mean, even my favorite even things like you you put me. a piece of I, cake like, or yeah. ice cream in front of me yeah. and it doesn't like I know how it makes me feel and I it's not worth it. 
And so for me, it's not even tempting. I mean, now you put like some banana ice cream in front of me and I'm really tempted. Like I will go for that, but I, I'm not even tempted by it, by any of those things anymore. A Krispy Kreme donut, any of the things I used to just love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just love that. Donuts were like your thing, right? Yeah. 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 But now if you were to eat them, it'd be the, all you would taste. They've changed so much. And so it's, it's not hard anymore. It was hard for a short period of time. I first started cleansing when I first started changing my palate. I had to say no because I wanted that so bad. I wanted the chicken strips. I wanted the donuts. I wanted the, you know, cakes and ice creams and stuff, but it was, I, I, it was so hard that I cheated a few times. I, I did take, you know, a few months in, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll have it this time. And I felt so different. It was a huge difference when I went from eating so well to having a donut. I was like, that was yeah. not even worth it. And that was the last time I had a donut and I tried it again. You know, I was like, oh, I guess I'll have a little bit of ice cream. I had a little no. bit of ice cream. Wasn't even worth it. I was like, it didn't even taste that good. I felt horrible. Never had it again. I had a few of those experiences where I learned and I was willing to do this. And now I would say I'm over the hard. Um, the only hard part now is, you know, convincing other people. <laughs> but for yeah. me in my life, yes. Right, right. And and that's, and because and you want it so badly for them, right? Um, yeah. Yes. And so the healing is possible. I mean, I kind of want to have you end on that note because um, I, I just think you, I want people to feel hope. And um, no, so no, do you want to say a few words yeah, about, I, is there I anything else you want to add to? Or I, is that okay? One of the things okay. I, yeah, I so, really feel strongly about is I have worked with people who their disease, they are their disease. They are Crohn's and IBD and they don't want to be healed because it is a part of them. Mm-hmm. And you know what, no matter what they do, they probably won't be. Nobody, mm-hmm. there's, there's no incurable diseases. Yeah. There's only incurable people. I, that's why we see these miraculous stories, whether it's cancer or MS or type one diabetes, these things that, you know, we're told can't be cured. All of a sudden these people are free and healthy and have no symptoms and they're great and healed. How did that happen? Because they were curable people because they decided to heal. It was possible. And so I truly believe in that. If we believe it's possible, we can bring it to fruition. If we don't believe it's possible, then you're probably right. If you don't think you can heal, if you think your disease is you, if you think you're too far in, you're right. You probably are. It's not worth it to try. Because if you believe that, you're going to bring that to fruition. If you believe that you can heal, if you believe you can get better, you also will. I've worked with people on both sides of the spectrum. And it's amazing to see what happens when we believe. And so... Yeah, no, and and that's yeah, you're right. It's huge. It, it is. It's huge. I've worked with people who the had the best diet and exercise so every day huge. and were still sick. It's so huge. Yeah. And I've also worked with people who had marginally good diets and marginally exercised yeah. and got yeah. so much better. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so fascinating. That's what I, that's what we love about our work, right? Um, it's every case is different, and yet you you really are making an impact. And so, Cassidy, I. I wish you the best of luck on, on your practice as well as your, um, the sell of your book. Yes, and absolutely. Do you want to tell everybody so, how um, they can find You can find, find our book at reverseibd.com. Um, yeah, there's also curingcrohnsbook.com, but reverseibd.com is where everything's going to be at. Um, and so reverseibd.com is where you can find everything. Okay. Um, right now we have the chapter, a free chapter, first chapter of the book. Um, and so you can download the first chapter for free. 
And um, we're actually going to be offering the book for free the first two days for people. Um, yes. So, so the first two days you guys can oh, download wow. it for That's free awesome. okay. and we'll have instructions on how to do that and stuff like that. But, um, it's yes. So it's reverse IBD and that's where you can contact me as well. If you want to, you know, chat with me, work with me, but that's where everything will be so that you guys can find it. Okay. That's perfect. Um, and so for my listeners, all that information will be yep. in the show notes, uh, the reverse IBD.com, right. And um, we'll be in that and as well as the contact information, um, you know, Cassidy's name and, and the name of her book is yep. Curing Crohn's, How a Closet yep. Food Addict, Addict Killed Her IBD. It's Cassidy you. Gunderson. <laughs> and you're delightful, Cassidy. I'm so glad we were able to, um, re, you know, meet up. And, yes. you know, maybe, like I said, down the road, we could do a little more of the food addict um, thing, because I think that's a really important oh, yeah. component. And it's something people have and they don't recognize, right? The food addiction. So... Um, but I'm wishing you the best of luck with your book. The message is wonderful. And you have so many examples in the book of clients you've worked with. And I'm yes. sure people yes. will find themselves There's one for everyone. in those stories, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. You did a really good job of you know, showing all that. But um, again, thank, thank you, you for your time. And I thank my listeners I, for listening. I appreciate them. I appreciate you. And Ditto. Keep up thank the good you, work, Cassidy. Bye -bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye.